Viva our France. The Houston Astros win in fantastic fashion. Alex Bregman's his third Grand Slam of the season, seventh of his career. J.P. France's fifth consecutive quality start. We got this and a whole lot to talk about on a series win as they fly to Arlington to take on the Rangers of South Oklahoma on this edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HM Wellhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. All right, let's keep that positive trend going tonight. This is two great games back-to-back, and we are your daily Astros podcast. Make sure you become an everydayer, somebody that listens to our podcast every day. Just uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and give us a big fat thumbs up while you're at it, and go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. So uh, the Astros have done something that they have not done since 2021. Uh, we'll talk about what they did back-to-back games. Uh, JP France, uh, he's dealing. Uh, this kid is looking like a legit uh, starter in the league. Uh, we'll talk about that. And Michael Brantley, we have a little update on him. And uh, we'll talk about Bregman's Grand Slam. I mean, you kind of already talked about it. But, uh, yes, it was off a position player. But so what? Potato, potato, whatever. And is Corey Lee stuck in limbo right now? Well, um, Chandler Rome asked some hard questions down in AAA. So uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and look at what's going on with Corey Lee. But uh, we got a lot to t- discuss. Let's jump into it. Back-to-back games that the Astros have scored double-digit runs. This was the first time since 2021 that they've done this. And I could give you the exact date. It was September 20th and 21st of 2021 versus the Angels. And this is the first time, obviously, they've done it this season. Look, I mean, I said it last night. I hope they don't do tonight. You know, the result of tonight wasn't going to be the result of what happened the game before. And they absolutely came out, put a six spot on Wainwright, knocked him out really, really early. Like Wainwright is a shell of his former self. And yeah, people are trying to temper their excitement. I get it. But we got beat by this team four to two in the first game. And we had our one of our fir- one of our few come from behind victories the night before. And I have to say, like, there's something about Jose Altuve being in this lineup, Eric. That even without Jordan Alvarez, when Altuve's there, he's a tone setter. He is a leader. And he has absolutely done everything right with this team. I think he's only failed to get on base maybe once or twice this whole series, you know, whenever he's played. But I can't say enough about about just like 14 runs after 10 runs. I mean, 18 hits. The only They only hit more 
on the June 5th game, I believe in Toronto, they had 19 hits. And so it's the second most hits this season. Like you said, the first time in a while that they scored double-digit runs back-to-back games, and they get away out of a city that they haven't played played in a while, but we have a history with, right. and it feels good to get on the plane. The confidence, I think, is going to be at an all-time high. And I would like to say that I think we're coming in hot into Arlington, and Arlington has cooled off a little bit, and they're playing 500 ball right now. And if we can just keep this going, you know, JP France right now, for all intents and purposes, Eric, for what he's done, dude, he's becoming the ace, the surprise of the 2023 season. Now, Eric, I use that term loosely. I'm yeah. not putting him above Valdez, but the way he's pitching, you can't argue that right now he's a top performer. We'll talk about that here in the second segment. But yeah. Bregman's grand slam was off a position player, but Eric, he's what he used seven? to be a pitcher in college. Yeah, but he's seven for eight with runner with with uh with bases loaded. He has three grand slams and he has seven for his career. He has now tied Carlos Lee and Jose Altuve. And Jose Altuve. So he he now joins elite company in more than one category. There you go. El Caballo, Carlos Lee. And so you love to see it. I don't care if it's off a position player. Look, if I'm a team and I got Bregman with bases loaded, I'm walking. I would rather give up one run than four runs. Well, I think uh, he got a pretty good pitch and he crushed it. Uh, What was the actual, I I meant to look that up earlier. Uh, It was 396 feet. Uh, What was the exit velocity? It was, it was 101 uh, miles per hour off the bat. It looked better than it was. I mean, yeah, it was a home run. It would have been a 30. It was been a home run in 30 out of 30 ballparks. But it was crushed, dude. It just was wow. And the the pitch was only 78.9 miles per hour, but it was a pos- position player out there. And so, but uh, we saw a lot of good stuff from um, Bregman in the game. In five at bats, he had three hits, the one home run, the four RBIs. He scored three runs. We saw a lot of people contributing in this game. And going back to just uh, what the Astros did, yes, Bly Madrid did start back-to-back games. And I, I kind of call that Dusty Baker is going to probably do that. Dubon should still be starting, but uh, it all all's well that ends well, I guess, but uh, they all got a chance to play because basically he emptied the bench and everybody played and in this game and you had a Brayu with a big um uh he had a no it wasn't a home run, but it was a big double no. uh, yeah. but that was awesome. And then you had uh Tucker with a home run. It's been a while since he's um kind of showed that type of power. I think it was four hundred and forty seven feet, and he was uh two for three on the day with five RBIs and a walk. And you just had overall, the whole offense was just like clicking, uh, so to speak. And the only one, uh, uh, Madrez was the only one in starting lineup who did not get a hit, but he did reach base at one point. But it just seemed like, I'm like, wait, didn't this guy bat already? Didn't this guy bat already? <laughs> oh, it and was. That's that type of game you like. They batted through the lineup um, in more than one inning, which you like to see Corey Jolks you know, getting three singles on the day contributing. But I did love Kyle Tucker's 447-foot home run, like you said, 107.2 off the bat. He only has one that is deeper than that. It was off of 
Um, I I believe someone he grew up playing baseball with when he, yeah, high when school he was uh, teammate. Yeah, high school teammate against Oakland. It was 451 feet, but he did obliterate that ball. It was nice to see that. You know, last night we had the big home run by Altuve and Abreu. Tonight we had the home run by by Tucker and by Bregman. And on this team, you had one, two, three, four, five. You had is that right? You you had five, no, two, four, yeah, five players with multi-hit games. Right. Bregman and Joltz, both three for five. Yanner Diaz, three for six. Tucker, like you said, two for three. Pena, two for five. Um, McCormick got in the mix there towards the end. You know, Dubon gets in the game, and when he got on the base, I don't know if you saw him rub his belly, almost like, hey, I want to eat, I want to get home. And he's trying to get knocked home. Hey, I got on base. Now I got to, I need to score a run. And this team looks like these last two games, it's having fun. And look, I know it's the Cardinals and I know where they are, but these are the series that you want them playing well because so many times this team plays down to their competition and they're not doing that. So you hope that they keep the same intensity. The Rangers do. They have great pitching this year. They've got a really good offense. But I think the Rangers right now are vulnerable. They're, they are are coming out of Detroit. They lost. They're coming home, so their getaway game, their ride home's not as joyous as the Astros. And I think we're going to see a fun four-game series. It's probably going to be a playoff atmosphere. Probably going to yeah. be – I've heard a couple of the games already sold out. Yeah. Um, that's huge, man. Yeah, uh, the Astros are a big ticket right now, especially when they're your primary competition. And uh, just uh, before we uh, talk about J.P. France a little bit more, the Astros had 19 unanswered runs versus the Cardinals, and they had back-to-back games where the the Astros drew eight walks. They scored 24 runs in the last uh, two games on 29 hits. And so this was just what we saw the last two games is something that we have not seen all season. And if you're going to bet on uh, this type of performance, I don't know if um, a lot to, a lot of people would have actually done that because this was just an epic performance. And yeah, the four runs at the end was kind of child's play, but uh, it still counts as hits uh, it does. Uh, as a Grand Slam. So uh, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. That's right. FanDuel. What I want you to do is take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. So just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 that you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. Plus when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. And the game in Arlington tomorrow night is going to be Friday, 7.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown broadcast with the Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. 
Well, I'm going down to San Antonio this weekend, and I'm going to be doing a little bit of bar hopping on the Riverwalk with my girl tomorrow. And we're definitely going to be watching the Astros take on the Rangers because that's going to be must-see TV. And it's unfortunate that J.P. France won't be facing them because I think uh, he is probably the hottest uh, pitcher the Astros have at the moment. Um, I know we got some encouraging news from Jose Urquidy and Michael Brantley. We'll talk about that in a second. But J.P. France, you already talked about this was his sixth uh, straight quality start. Uh, this is uh, he pitched seven innings. He probably could have gone eight innings if it weren't for the high pitch count in the seventh inning. The uh, Cardinals were finally starting to get to him. But to his credit, he buckled down and didn't allow a run and a shutout and uh, his ERA is all the way down to what three thirteen on the season. So right. seven innings, four hits, two walks, two strikeouts. He's proving that you don't have to go out there and strike out batters. Um, like uh, Christian Javier, we we do have to talk about Javier in a little bit. But uh, before this game, you have Wainwright with two thousand six hundred fourteen innings coming into this game, and then France with fifty three and one thirds innings. Wow! Which one of those two would you have thought would have only lasted? Oh two yeah. Minutes? You think the grizzled veteran's going to come through and show the rookie just what pitching in the major leagues is all about? And look, JP France with these quality starts six in a row, Eric, this guy could easily have five or six wins on the season. He's three and three. He just hasn't gotten the run support. But how appropriate was it for Dusty Baker to say, you know what? This is the game where Montero's going to pitch more than one inning. And he came in and he pitched the last two innings of the game in. And looked really good. You know, everybody's like, Montero is back. And look. Low leverage, Montero. You need. Low leverage. Well, you need Montero, every bit of confidence to come in and and be successful. And if he can turn it around and and little things like this can happen, I think it's huge. J.P. France is my player of the game. Bottom line, I know Bregman hit the Grand Slam. I know Tucker hit a home run. I know we had a bunch of multi-hit games. But J.P. France kept this team at bay. And yes, they're the Cardinals. They're at the bottom, but they still got MVPs. They got Goldschmidt. They got Arenado. They got Gorman. They've got they've got a lot of really talented hitters that they're just not putting it together at the right times. But JP France absolutely deserves a I mean a shutout, seven innings. You know, he only had two strikeouts, but he also only had two walks limited in the four hits. What a masterful performance. He gets my player of the game. Um, Eric, I don't know. Would you agree? Would you have another play? I mean, I know he scored 14 runs, but you can't overlook JP France. Right. I mean, you have to look at what the offense did. They scored what the three runs in the first inning. No, they didn't score six runs, six runs. No, 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 six runs in the second. I'm thinking yesterday's game, but yeah, they scored six runs in the second inning. That kind of led to the confidence to for JP France just go out there and deal. And uh, that's what you got to do. And that's what the Astros have not been able to do uh, this year. They have not been able to give that pitchers the confidence to go, hey, just go out there, be you. You don't have to go out there and be perfect. And that's the problem is that Framer Valdez and Christian Javier, uh, they they just had this pressure that, oh, wait, I've got to throw a shutout. I have to go out there and I'm not going to get any runs scored against me. Uh, and, and in the last, uh, I think in the last, what, six games, or I put it down here, but uh, in this, uh, for his uh, last uh, 10, the, the Astros have scored 10 runs in his last seven starts. 
uh, okay. for JP France. So this was a lot for him. This was like what they've scored for him in his last seven starts. So JP France took it and ran with it. And it's like, okay, thank you. Uh, give me this all the time because this gives you so much confidence. Just go out there and know you don't have to be perfect and just go out there and pitch to your game plan and just uh, dot the uh, just dot the Cardinals up and you don't have to strike them out. I think Contreras was one of the people he did strike out if I remember correctly, but uh, overall he was just like, he popped, he made Nolan Arenado pop up behind home plate. I'm like, dude, this is a legit hitter that he just made have a weak pop up behind home plate. So yeah, this guy is going to be, uh, I don't know if he's going to be ace, but he's going to be a, definitely a good number two or three starter uh, for the Houston yeah, he Astros could, for a long time. He, yeah, he is definitely, two, three, or four, I would put him more three or four. I would feel more comfortable with who we have, obviously, with Valdez, with Javier, and then with Hunter Brown. You know, Hunter Brown's going to be one or two guy. You got your Valdez. And, and look, Javier, you, you you just hope that he figures out, they figure out what's going on with him. Someone goes, why couldn't Framber Valdez do that the night before? Well, look, Framber Valdez can't be perfect. Framber Valdez can't perform every single game, and he's a little bit more veteran and these guys are going to go through their hiccups. They're going to go through, through, um, through what they need to do to to get better, to improve. And sometimes being a rookie is really beneficial because you you obviously have faced a team that no one's really faced. It's the Cardinals. They don't play the Cardinals that often. And not only that, well, JP France doesn't have a lot of tape out there on. Him, doesn't have a lot. They don't have a lot of film and a lot of intel on him that they would a more veteran pitcher. So that probably worked to his advantage. But remember. It's the way that he holds the ball. It's the way that he delivers it. It he he really has his the baseball is really hard to pick up out of his hand. And even though his movement isn't as as big and his shapes aren't as big as other pitchers in his pitches, he has a deceptive nature when he throws it. And you could tell that. And even if he's not a high strikeout guy, see, look, his job as a pitcher, and I've said this many times before, your job as a pitcher is not to strike out batters. Your job is to throw strikes. And when right. you throw strikes, you can get outs. Throwing strikes in the right part of the plate in the right part of the zone to produce outs. Your job as a pitcher is to get outs. Everything else is icing on the cake. And when pitchers are pressing too much, when pitchers are trying too hard, that's when they give up the home run. That's yeah. when they walk batters. That's when they get wild. And so good for J.P. France, a confidence builder against a – historically they got some really good hitters on that team. Um, so I think, I, I believe his next start probably lines up for when he is probably back home right. um, in, in Houston, which is going to be phenomenal around, I guess, July 4th time. So that'll be neat to see if we can right. set some fireworks off of JP France. You know? Yeah. We need to talk about that because it may be pushed back and uh, here's why. Thoughts by Dusty. All right. So um, if they if the Astros stay in turn, it's going to be Valdez on Sunday and Javier on Monday. But Baker said Javier's not himself right now. So we'll see. So the first two starters in in the Rangers series are pretty much set in stone. But who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Are they going to send Dubin down and possibly have maybe somebody else come up? Is Brandon Belak can come up and start one of the games against the Rangers? Are they going to 
surprise us all and bring up Spencer Arigetti, something like that, just to kind of uh, throw off the Rangers. But um, it sounds like maybe they'll try to push back Christian Javier because he did not look l- like Christian Javier. And we talked about yesterday, he looks like m- maybe – He's just got a dead arm or something. I don't know. They haven't said Yeah, I don't anything. know that he has a dead arm. I mean, his velocity's down. I, I wouldn't say dead arm. I, right. I, I think that's I think I wouldn't put that indictment on him yet. Now, right. now he's tired. I, yeah. He he may be tired, but for him, it may be confidence. Um he just he just seems very he just seems very hittable right now. Um he needs someone says he needs to spill coffee on himself again. Yeah, the whole superstition of the uh, of the coffee stain game, right? But I I I like how this sets up. I know John Gray's been you know pitching well, but we got Ronel Blanco going up against the Rangers, and I like Blanco going in Game One because um, you said they are set in stone. Friday is Blanco, Saturday is Hunter Brown. I love that. Versus of course, Nathan Evaldi. Evaldi. Yeah, yeah, Evaldi is one of the leading Cy Young guys right now, which is which is pretty outstanding. But look, if if they've got to push these guys back. Um, France won't go out there on short rest and pitch, but yeah. you know, but they'll put Framber in there. And then if they push back Javier, maybe, maybe France goes in. That would, how many days would that give him? Would that give him four days? Yeah, he'll be fine if they, if they push okay. France back. So I, no, okay. I, I don't think, no, they wouldn't put France early. Uh, I think they'll just, push oh, okay. Back. So I mean, they okay. could, but I just don't see them that happening. So I think if anything, if they really want to give Christian Javier an extra day, they may just bring up a stop spot starter in Brandon Belak or something True. like that. So uh, that's why I see happening. Um, maybe, uh, maybe Christian Javier just needs to go, um, to Hooters and have some great wings, uh, right? Maybe that'll help this season. Maybe so. Look, um, I'm into trying anything. I know Hooters is a great place to go, whether you are in Sugarland, whether you are in Pearland, Katie, Webster, Galveston. It doesn't matter where you go to go to Hooters because they are the place for you. They have great brew, great wings, and they have weekly specials. Mondays, they have buy one, get one wings. Tuesdays, $9.99 burger and fries. Wednesdays, they have buy one, get one boneless wings. Thursdays, $19.99, Wings and Big Daddy Bundle. Friday, $19.83, Crab Legs. Kids eat free on Saturday and Sunday. Also, happy hour Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m., 10 p.m. to close. Anytime they have $3 Blue Moon drafts and so many more. Let me tell you about some events coming up at the Pearland Area Hooters. On, um, on, on They have bingo at 7 p.m. Sunday july 2nd then they have trivia on thursday july 6th and then our special event july 7th we have a live podcast event pre-game before the astros home game we'll be giving away tickets to a couple astros games we'll be they'll be um doing a wing eating contest all kinds of stuff frozen t-shirt contest all kinds of stuff that will be a lot of fun to do so come check out your area hooters because remember hooters makes you happy and the Astros play the Rangers Friday night, 7.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch them every catch their every pitch of the hometown broadcast with Sirius XM at the SXM app. Search Astros. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this series. I think this is a chance that the Astros need to just show the Rangers that uh, they can take care of business. And so this will be epic series. So I'll, I've been teasing this for the whole show. So I'll go ahead and uh, kind of um, – 
bring it out. Dusty Baker did say that Brantley could face or kitty and live BP next week in Houston. So that means like maybe in July 4th or July 5th, uh, we could see that uh, that happen. That's a big step into his recovery. And so I, uh, that, but for both of them, technically, to uh, do the live bullpen, because technically, um, Urquidy's only done the bullpens, but to throw live uh, batting practice will be a big thing for him. And Michael Brantley to actually face a live a pitcher will be a big ordeal. So uh, mark your calendars when the Astros come back to Houston. That's a that's big news. And like we said yesterday, Alvarez is taking some light swings in the batting cage off a tee and off some soft toss. So um, the Astros are slowly getting healthy. And if we yeah. see the offense start to pick up and I really think Brett, that, that um, the five runs they scored in eighth inning to make that comeback, something they haven't done all season uh, for the most part, that really kind of gave them the confidence. And we saw a whole different team. We saw a team that was putting the ball in play and uh, getting a lot of hits. And it just was a whole different team. Unfortunately, Jordan Alvarez was not elected as a starter in the all-star game, but he still can make it if the the players do vote him in. So that's a, um, an option. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, if he's voted in, that's great, but I doubt he'll play. He might get voted in as a token because well, yeah, we, yeah, all know. He's, we all know he's better than Aaron Judge. But um, a couple of things I want to address here. Um, Jimmy says, I'm betting it's Eric Getty on Monday. Eric Getty, on, Aaron Getty will not pitch on Monday. He's only had one start at AAA. He only pitched five innings in that um, in that start, and so actually six innings. So, no, Eric Getty will not get called up that quick from AAA. He's going to need several starts before Be bold, they move right? him. No, that's not that's that's not going to happen. Um, and someone, um, Mr. Richard's asking when the Quincy Hamilton interview will come out. So I did my Quincy Hamilton interview tomorrow. I'm going to put up the audio version of it, and then um, I'll, I'll be working on the video here the next couple of days because I've got to put some things together on that. So the audio version will be made available tomorrow. It was a great interview. Let me tell you, I was really impressed, Eric, with Quincy Hamilton. This kid. Um, rose up through three different teams last year, and now he's in AAA. And this kid's got confidence. He's got a great head on his shoulders. And we just we had a great time talking about his career with the Astros, some of his teammates. So it's definitely something y'all are going to want to listen to. So you'll be able to listen to it, and then you'll be able to see the interview um, soon after that. So thanks for asking about that. Um, you know, Eric, people are wondering, is Brantley and and Alvarez going to come back at the same time? I think Brantley's going to come back possibly before Alvarez. Does that seem right? Because they keep saying Alvarez after the All-Star break, and they're not saying Alvarez is taking live BP. So it seems to me like Brantley comes back sooner. Alvarez comes back shortly after, right? I would think so. I, I would uh, agree with that. And I mean, there's a chance. And like we were having discussion on the relevant app earlier and does would Alvarez even need time in the minor leagues? I mean, he skipped all spring training basically, but I still think if you're recovering from an oblique injury, that's a little bit different than a wrist injury because oblique, you do need to kind of relearn how to, to swing and get your core back in action. So I think that, that he will need some time in uh, the minor leagues for the third year in a row. The Astros had the most internationally born players on their opening day roster. So congrats to the Astros. Um, so that's another cool thing. Um, um, and looking ahead to uh, what's the future holds for Corey Lee. 
is we don't know. Um, I mean, he was supposed to be the Astros catcher of the future. And I know Chandler Rome had this uh, great article today. I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but uh, he uh, last year, Martin Malnado called him, basically related him to JT Riomuto. He said uh, he has a chance to have that type of impact. Uh, but the Astros chose to have Yiner Diaz as the backup catcher and then Cesar Salazar as the actual backup catcher. And then uh, they wanted Corey Lee to get the everyday playing time. And the Astros still think that they uh, he's going to be a great catcher. They want him to stick around uh, and maybe next year be paired up with Yiner Diaz as the catching uh, tandem, maybe uh, pair uh, play some DH as well. And, and maybe uh, Diaz and could play some first base as well. But um, there's some doubt in here. And he's actually looking forward to, I mean, just kind of curious to see what happens at the trade deadline because he knows that he's likely going to be traded. And he said, I think there's a future for me wherever somebody needs a catcher that's devoted to the game, a catcher that wants to play every day, a catcher that loves baseball. That's the kind of what I bring to the table. And whoever likes me, that can take me. Like I said, I'm going to play my game wherever that is. See, here's the thing. And, you know, I read the article too, and I, I was having a discussion with a couple different people today about that. I just, it seems weird to me because, because Rome did name um, Salazar as the backup next year. If Yana Diaz was a starter, Salazar is not going to be the backup of the major league ball club period in the story. It's not Salazar's job. He'll There's be the no backup, way you, backup, you, backup. No, he's what I'm saying is he's not going to be the backup. He's not going to be the key backup. He's Third not going to be the number two guy. Eric, I'm talking about the backup. He is oh. not going to be the backup catcher. One and two is what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. Um, and Corey, for for them to do an about face and totally go away from Corey Lee, like the way I looked at this interview is, of course, when you ask Corey. So what are you going to do if they trade you? What's he supposed to say? Like he basically answered the way he's, he had to answer. And it's almost like you're kind of leftovers and they don't really like you anymore. So what do you think about that? And I don't know, like I read the article, but I kind of stepped back a little bit. So I don't know how accurate it is that Corey Lee is going to be on the trading block. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but it almost made it sound like, well, Corey Lee, you're just not getting it done, and it looks like you don't have a future here. It, it just seemed to me a little gloomy um, as far as Corey Lee because we haven't really heard that from the organization. They said he needs everyday reps because he's the catcher of the future. Right. They've said that, and you mentioned that earlier in your, in your comments. So this is what I would say. Take that article with a grain of salt. Now, I read it. It's actually an excellently written article. Chandler does a very good job. He's, he's a very good – um, he's got great, great grammar, great penmanship. He keeps you captivated in his stories. I just wouldn't read too, too much into it because until that happens, I don't know. I, I just find it hard to believe that they've come off of him that much. Um, but who knows, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to trade deadline, they're not going to trade a top prospect for a rental. And what is the value? Someone said I would trade Lee and Chaz for Luis Robert. Well, I'm sure you would, but I doubt the White Sox would do that. Right. Luis Robert has a, got a lot more value than that. So anyways, um, not to extend our show too long, I read that, but I would proceed with caution and believing that that was definitely going to happen. 
Um, and sometimes, I mean, look, people that write articles sometimes have they have their own spin that they put on things. And there's always that. Yes. But I do think that um, Corey Lee is probably one of your trade uh, top trade um, pieces. Uh, if you don't want to trade somebody like Drew Gilbert, you're going to probably trade Corey Lee. So Eric, man, you got defenders. <laughs> Apparently I was beating you up over that. No, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't getting on to Eric. I was just saying, because when I initially read the article, I, I had the same thought you did. But I, as I started thinking about it, I called a good friend of mine that I consult about prospects and stuff. And he was like, I, we were just both agreed. Like we find it hard to believe that this has been an about face in the Astros organization to just kind of say, okay, Corey, you're a trade piece and that's it. That's my point. So that's that's all I'm saying. Because I got the same vibe you did when I read it. So no, I'm not getting on to Eric. It's fine. Trust me. If I got on to Eric too much, my mom would call me out. Okay. Because my mom's like, hey, you know, you didn't laugh at Eric's joke. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyways, uh, Eric, Eric knows about the drama that my mama brings on the show because yeah. she watches every show. All right. So yeah, I, I do think that by not having him on an opening day roster, it may have um uh, sent a wrong message, but at the same time, they do see him as part of the future. So I, we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. But I, I just think that the Astros uh, need to build on this momentum into the Rangers series and just continue the winning ways. And guys, thank you for making Walk on Astros podcast your daily listen. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to check out the Rangers. If you can't watch the game, go and check it out on Sirius XM. They play at 7.05 Central Time. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Go and uh, download the SXM app and just search Astros. And uh, My name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett Chancey. We are the Locked on Astros podcast, and we will see you on Sunday. Go Strokes. The curse is broken, people.